Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Alright. Here we go, people. We're going live. All right, this is a bit slapdash this week. PK is not here. Big Kev is Are here. Are we on, on? Yeah, we're on, on. Like, we're recording, and Instagram is on. I see you eating shit. It's six, I don't know. It's 6,000 degrees with 500% humidity in New Jersey today. Not here. No? What's it no, there? No, it's a balmy 80, no humidity. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Oh, you should be. And you know why else you should be jealous, sir? Why? I'm, I'm sitting inside my favorite restaurant on the Isle of Kauai. Okay. It's called Yamato's. <laughs> it's about the size of a shed. It seats eight, and it's absolutely delicious. You should be jealous as hell. Well, it it, it, it sounds it sounds lovely. It sounds right up your alley. But but while all of that is fine and well. We are here to do a podcast. Of course, this is episode 500. Uh-oh, you've got audio on. Someone has audio on. You're breaking up a little there, pal. Do you have audio on on your phone? Because I'm hearing, I'm hearing, you know, hearing doubles. I, I don't understand why this keeps happening. <laughs> anyway. All right. We're going we're gonna to move forward either way. This is episode... Now, f- there it is. Now it's over. All right. This is episode. Don't hear it now, do you? Uh, I do not hear it now. No. Boom. This is episode five hundred and one of uh, Geek Stuff. We don't have a title for this one. What do you want to call it, Big Kev? I'll let you name it. Live from Yamato's. That's what I want to call. There you go. Live from Yamato's. I'm I'm updating it live on the prep sheet so I don't forget it uh, later. I heard there was a prep sheet. So uh, I sent you the prep sheet. Don't play. Uh, oh no 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 no! Oh no no, sir! What you don't understand is today's adventure was was the Hawaii DMV. Do they have a DMV yeah. in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, they they have one. It's like people yeah, registering and it, boats and marlins and shit. <laughs> dude, if you if you hate the New Jersey DMV, which I do, no, I defy you to try to get a car registered in this state. All right, fair enough. 
it is enough. ridiculous. But anyway, I'm sure that you wanted to talk about other things besides my adventures at the DMV. Well, I wanted to say that PK is not with us this week. He had a scheduled uh, break this week. Oh, a scheduled break. Yes, I mean, meaning that we knew about it prior to today. It wasn't a last-minute break. Does, does he use vacation hours to do that? He, he is using vacation hours. He has accrued okay. enough hours for two hours off. So, oh, I got it. Okay. So, no, no so, so no worries on that front. Got it. Um, so lots, lots and lots and lots to talk about this week, of course. Oh, boy, yes. Um, there's a ton on the prep sheet. I don't know if you have something you wanted to start with. I don't know if you want me to just no, go I'm down the list. You. I'm going to let you lead this parade, OG. All right. So I went and saw Incredibles 2 on Friday. Ah, I did as well. Did you like Incredibles 2? I thought it was amazing. 14 years worth waiting. Yeah, I uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was really good. It it was uh, very similar to the first movie, but flipped. But in that yeah, regard, I, I still enjoyed it very much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked seeing Elastigirl, a.k.a. Helen Parr, get her due. Um, I thought Jack-Jack was 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 a fine, Hysterical. fine piece. I, I do want to see at some point in time a fan artist, uh, either just visually or an actual animated video. I want to see Jack-Jack versus Rocket. So, so somebody get on that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be funny. Rocket is a raccoon. I get it. In the film, Jack Jack fights a raccoon. <laughs> so there you go. And both are Disney properties. See, there's a lot to go with there. Oh, yeah. You can cross over to death. That's what I'm screaming. But you know what? I liked a lot of the new characters, too. I liked Void. Um, I liked the character design on um, who's the who's the big bad guy? Um Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Screen Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> On Screen Slayer. Um, I thought Brick was pretty funny. I mean, I, I, I thought they were pretty funny. They were, they, some of them were weird. Regurgitate or whatever his, the old guy, he was kind of weird. He kind of reminded me of like, he reminded me of Toad. Like yeah. classic X-Men Toad. Yeah, that's funny. Right? Like that's kind of yeah, who did. he was. And there was clearly like the owl, you know, night owl. There was clearly that that character, which I like. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, it's doing reflux. That's it. Thank you, Will, in the chat room. Reflux. Reflux. Yeah, reflux. Um, Hi, Will. Aloha. And uh, but uh, yeah, I thought I thought Disney did a really good job. I thought Brad Bird did a really good job. Um, quick shout out. Um, I really enjoyed the Pixar short, the bow. The, the the dumpling I did too I thought it was really well done and uh, a friend of the show Gerard Mariama who's a fantastic artist who does some amazing Disney art um, he posted on his Instagram account uh, Bao dressed up as an incredible <laughs> that, oh is that right that he sketched out and drew uh, I will I will share that but um, it was really cute and uh, I really loved it I loved Incredibles too. um I think you should go check it out. It, it is doing quite well in the box office. I suspect it will continue to do quite well for quite some time. I don't think it's got a lot of competition, at least right away. So, so yeah. I was looking uh, – I'm actually looking at some of the incredible voice talent okay. in the movie. Did you know 
that John Ratzenberger played the underminer? Uh, I did know that because John Ratzenberger had to continue his trend of being in every Pixar film. I, and I, I did he miss one? He may have missed one. He's either missed one or he's done every single Pixar film. He's done a voice in 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 all of them. So um, Underminer I was, was great I was because see, because I was Underminer to see was who played Reflux. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Underminer was great because Underminer was absolutely um, an homage to Mole Man from the old Fantastic Four books, um, which you know is is sort of appropriate. Uh, Frozone again was was stellar. Edna Mode was stellar. It was just a lot of fun. I had, I had I had a good time. I gotta say though, uh, I went to our our theater that we used to go to when when you were still in New Jersey. Oh oh yes, the dine in. The dine in, and uh, as uh-huh. as you know, because uh, you have been to several films with me there, uh, I tend to order uh, the fancy cocktails. Oh yes, the the, the, the cocktail the, du jour. Yeah, themed around the film. There were multiple Star Wars ones. There was uh, an Infinity War one. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there was no Incredibles themed drink. I'm guessing because it was a kids movie. That, that would stand to reason. Yes. Although they could have done, see, I, I see it as a missed opportunity because they sell Sprite, right? And they, uh-huh. and they have little, grenadine. Little something in there. Yeah. You know, even if you made it a kids themed drink, you sell a Shirley sure. Temple, but you call it something incredible related. Start start them young. Yeah, that's what my kid drinks Incredibles. Are you kidding me? When we were in Cancun, he made friends with the bartender. The bartender, by the way, whom did not speak a lick of English. Meanwhile, oh, my yeah? kid is coming back from the bar, double fist in Shirley Temples and Jolly Rogers. Oh no, Jolly Rogers, well, Roy thank, Rogers. Thank goodness your child is Mexican. Yeah, well, and, you know, and speak that language. There you go. A frozen snow cone. See, that's what Will says, right? <laughs> they could have done a slushy and that's called funny. it the Frozone Snow Cone. All I'm saying is, AMC, I think you dropped the ball a little on this one. That's all. Yeah. But but Pixar did not drop the ball. I thoroughly did enjoy the film. Um, why don't we stick with Disney just for a little bit longer and let's talk okay. about let's talk about that menage a trois that is uh, Comcast, Disney, and Fox. Okay. <laughs> so. So Comcast Not yet. Uh, last week put up a $65 billion all-cash bid. And yeah, within right about... after that AT&T thing cleared. Okay. Right? What did, I'm sorry, what did you say? You said you wanted to clear something up? No, I said right after the AT&T thing Oh, cleared. right, yes. So Comcast had said all along that they were waiting for the legal... Um, the legal possibilities of the AT&T buyout merger that was happening. Um, they wanted to see how that went before they put in their bid because they were concerned that if the AT&T thing failed, then they would not pass uh, FCC, SEC muster um, right. and, and would not be able to go through with the deal. And so it was almost pointless for them to actually make a bid or put their cards on the table for the amount of the bid without having some confidence that, they would be able to move forward. OG, can you take one second and, and listen? Can yeah, you I hear, hear it. I do. The the laughter coming from the Disney offices. Uh, oh, I can that, almost hear it. Is that is that what that was? I can almost hear it. My, yeah. my apologies. I'm in Hawaii. I can almost hear it from here. I thought. Well, you are you are close to that. Uh, you're close to Alani. 
which is the Disney Hawaiian Resort. Correct. <laughs> there you go. And I can hear that laughter coming from here. 65, that's it. <laughs> so, of course, within a few I days. Disney would just put this to bed because there's not another person on the planet that's going to loan them another dime right. to get this done. So just stop. Of course. So within a few days, within a few days, Disney decided um, that they were going to, or we believe Disney has decided that they were going to put in an additional bid, although they have not actually done that yet. um, So we don't know what that exactly will entail, but we expect that it's coming very soon. It's going to be $65 billion and $1. And $1. Well, I, I read today um, a financial analysis of it. And what I read today is that likely $65 billion was not Comcast's max. So $65 billion was their bid. Disney is going to counter bid. They suspect that Comcast will place a bid on top of Disney's bid as long as it's within, you know, a reasonable amount. And then from there... Uh, Disney will probably bid a final time and, and, and scoop it. So this is yeah. really what Comcast is doing is what Comcast is doing is they're doing the, they're doing the thing we all hate about eBay. Yeah. When, when that, when, when that one asshole keeps dropping the bid, when you could have got that, when you could have got that toy you wanted for 20 bucks, but that jerk off keeps bidding it and you end up paying 30. That's what Comcast Dollar. is doing. Yeah. Dollar. <laughs> right. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that, whether or not Disney actually makes a bid. Again, everybody suspects that they will. Um, we haven't heard that they won't. So so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. All right, let's stay. Hey, uh, oh, go ahead. Go hey, ahead. Look at, oh, I was going to say Netflix picked up Lucifer. That's surprising. Yeah, so Netflix, I wasn't going to go there next, but we can go there. Uh, Netflix, I'm on the prep sheet. Sir. I know, but I was going to stick with uh, with Disney for but a moment. But that's I'm okay. sorry. No, like no, 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 no. Stick with that. Nope. And, nope. Okay. Whatever you want. Netflix it's has picked up season four of Lucifer. Um, so when Lucifer went off the air uh, at the end of season three, when it was canceled, before it was canceled, the creative team behind the show pretty much did one of those. Look, this is how we're going to end it because there's no way they're going to cancel the show with this kind of. With this kind of cliffhanger. Uh, and then, right. lo and behold, uh, their bluff was called. <laughs> and the show was canceled. And it has been uh, it, it had been trying to find a home ever since. Um, the actors behind, um, the, actors behind uh, the show, including uh, Lucifer himself, um, had, had made um, a beg and a plea online for uh, the show to be picked and, up somewhere. And the actor playing Lucifer. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, the actor playing Lucifer had made a plea online for that, someone to pick that, it up. That was my, that was my joke. Oh, that was, was your joke. joke? Oh, did I run... Because Lucifer, and you said even Lucifer, and I said, and the actor playing Lucifer. Yes, I, 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 I apologize I for running all over your joke. Sure. <laughs> so Tom Ellis, OG. Amy Garcia, and others. Oh, gee, PK is not here. So somebody has to make the terrible jokes. Uh, wow. So you're going to have to give me a little latitude here so that I can fill in that, so, that very useful gap. So does that mean, does that mean corn boy is going to dislike you this week? No, he'll, no, he'll love the show this week. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yes, Tom Ellis, um, 
uh, I'm sorry, Tom Ellis and Amy Garcia, as well as others, got behind this Bring Back Save Lucifer campaign, Renucifer, as some were calling it. And uh, Netflix has picked it up for a season four. Um, whether or not it'll go past that, I suspect, um, will be how well it does on Netflix. Here's here's my take on Lucifer. Um, I liked the show a lot. Um, I was a fan of the show. I've watched all the episodes of the show thus far. But that show is killing itself, right? Because we have now had three seasons of Lucifer where they're where they're cock teasing. Will Chloe find out if Lucifer is actually Lucifer? And the problem is that Chloe is written as this very smart. Um, uh, capable detective, and yet she's dumb as fuck when it comes to detectiving out that he's actually Lucifer Morningstar, the Prince of Darkness. And it's annoying, you know, it's annoying to watch it week after week after week of will she, won't she, will she, won't she. And I think that that was. Uh, affecting the fan base. There were fans that were growing tired of that kind of storytelling. Just like Lois and Clark. Yeah. And and so so Netflix and that creative team now has to fucking step up. I mean at the at the end of the last season, Chloe does find out. So as long as they don't make it so that um, she doesn't forget or get amnesia or some dumb shit. And they actually deal with the ramifications of her finding out and move the relationship forward. I think the show will do fine. Who knows? Maybe it ever even gets picked up for a fifth season. But we'll have to wait and see what happens with Maybe. season four. Where are we going to go now? We're going to go to Star Wars very quickly. Uh-oh. I'm checking the prep sheet. Our friends over at Fantha Tracks. Matt Booker oh, and, and, and gang over there. I read that at the, uh, in the middle of the night. Yes. So they, 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 they had two Star Wars-related, um, casting-related things that they announced this week. The first one is, is, is a bit smaller, although I think still significant. Um, Jim Rash, who you might know from Community and a million other things, um, he has announced to be voicing the character of Flex for Star Wars Resistance, which is the new animated series that's coming out. Uh, sometime next year. Of course, this is the series that's going to take place in between episodes um, six and seven. It's he's going to be ha- he's going to be co-starring opposite of Bobby Moynihan in a sort of uh, odd couple sort sort of character relationship. So it's in Star Wars in Star Wars Resistance. So Bobby Moynihan. This is this is Jim Rash's. Uh, quote, uh, you'll hear my voice come out of a creature. It's really cool. Bobby Moynihan and I are basically two guys who basically run the equipment, you know, sort of like a checkout area, sort of like an Oscar and Felix from the odd couple. It's literally a character named Flex that he's yeah, playing. Yeah, I saw that. So look, we always have a bit of a, we always have a bit of a comedic, um, character character duo um we certainly had it in rebels uh chopper always was 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 quite humorous hondo when hondo appeared was a really funny character you know his the way he carried himself and the way he interacted with the rest of the team 
So I suspect that Jim Rash and Bobby Moynihan are going to be playing similar roles or fulfill a similar purpose um, as far as uh, comedy goes in Resistance. The big news, though, coming out of Fan this, this is pretty huge news. This is pretty huge news. Now, I, I will say, and, and this is by no means is a knock at Fanthatrax, but I want to say that so far Fanthatrax broke this story. It has been picked up by several other big outlets, but right. uh, Disney has not confirmed this. Right. But um, according to some of their insights and multiple sources, uh, Billy D. Williams is going to be reprising his role as Lando Calrissian uh, in the upcoming Episode Nine in the Star Wars film franchise. Now, this is important for a couple of reasons. First of all, hot off the tails of um, the entirely abysmal box office for Solo, and that is not a knock at the movie. I absolutely loved Solo. The box hey, office was just rough. Um, so, coming off of Donald Glover and Lando Calrissian and Solo. And Billy D. Williams and Lando being probably one of the most asked about characters in the new trilogy of films. Where the fuck is Lando? We've been hearing it since seven. Um, we heard it all through eight. And we all thought we might see and, it in eight with the absence. Well, with the absence of Harrison Ford and Han Solo in that film, Lando would have been a great person to sort of bring Especially- in. Yeah, especially with the casino angle and everything else. Exactly. He could have easily fit into that sequence somewhere. He could have easily have, he could have easily been, I I mean, I hate to say it, but he could have easily have been Benicio Del Toro's character. Easily. Right down to the turn. Yeah. Right down to the turn to the First Order. Because Lando, I mean, he's a good guy, but I think he still probably looks out for number one at the end of the day. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe he wouldn't have made the turn. But needless to say, you know what's very interesting about that idea or bringing him back now. What? Because we have that fuller character because of the solo movie. Uh huh. I wonder what traits from Donald Glover's portrayal will now be picked up by. Um, by um, no by, on it. by by Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. So, yeah, sorry. So here's, I wonder what what traits that Donald Glover brought will be picked up by Billy D. Williams. Well, my commentary on that is that I really think that Donald Glover did a great job of capturing not only Billy D. Williams' portrayal, but a younger version of Lando where he started and and and. And the character growth that leads us to meeting him uh, in the original trilogy of films. And oh, yeah. I, I would hope that Billy D. Williams does not take anything from Donald Glover, but rather continues from where we left him. Because I see the character as growing. And I don't think that I don't think that he should step back. You know, I, I well, mean, they I might mean they might use backwards. they might use plot points or they might use right. little factoids that we got out of Solo. But as far right. as character development, I would I would hope that he you know like that he just further progresses now, it. If he if he goes on the Falcon now and sort of pats pats the machine, you're yeah, getting right. a different right. You you get you know, that 
you get yeah. that that memory of of the the rope of the bot the droid L, L something who who I can't right. remember the name of it but L7, yes. I think. Uh, yeah it might be L7 but uh yeah that's pretty huge um I don't think it's entirely a surprise I think we all knew that he had to make an appearance somewhere I'm glad that hope I'm hoping that we get a full on appearance and not not a downplay of it you know, I hope it's not a single walk-on. I hope like it's a, a significant cameo. role. Yeah, I hope it's a significant role. You know, I, like, I, I I could see Lando. I could see Lando maybe finally making the full turn. You know? Good. Yeah. You know, Leia. Like, you think he did in, in Jedi when he was a general? Uh, yeah, I guess he did. I guess he did. I guess he did. But now he's But he's woefully missing. So where is he? You know, they, they've got to come up right. with a good, they've got to, so, so the question is, did he, maybe he took a similar path to Han, right? And that he sort of went backwards, right? Because when, when we meet Han in seven, or when we, you know, meet Han again in seven, um, he's not really with, he's not really with the resistance, right? He's still doing his old Han no. ways, right? And so... You know, did 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 maybe Lando take the same path, and now Han is gone? We assume Leia is gone. Uh, we assume. So you know, is 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 uh, Mark Hamill is gone? Uh, at least in the living. We assume. We assume. So maybe you know, maybe Billy D. Williams is back now as really that sort of maybe old school Lynch pin. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm pretty excited to see it either way. Yep. Uh, but yes, check out Fanta Tracks. They always have good stuff over there. They're always posting some great oh, stories sure across everything in the Star Wars universe. As a matter of fact, I suspect in the coming weeks, we are going to figure out a way to have uh, Booker join us on this very what? program. Yeah. That's crazy, dog. It, we can't even barely have me joining. Yes, but but with the Skype. We could do oh. the we could do the conference call on Skype. I've oh. done it before, and so both of you would be skyping in. And, well, and that will be very interesting. So we're 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 gonna try it in a couple of weeks. All right, blood Bloodshot, uh, the film that I'm not sure exactly who cares about it. I care about it because it's probably one of the only Valiant titles that I really liked. But they added some additional casting this week with Tallulah Riley. And Alex Hernandez, you would know Tallulah Riley from Westworld and Alex Hernandez from Unreal. They've joined the Bloodshot cast uh, for Sony's adaptation, of course, of the Valiant comic book. That is a Vin Diesel uh, project. So, yeah. I know you're just, you're not a Valiant fan. Like, you've never really been a Valiant fan. No, I haven't. Like, ever, though? Like, none of the characters ever resonated with you? Uh, was Quantum and Woody Valiant? Yes. At one point, not at it. one point. That's that's where they started. Yeah, that's but, it. Though. But like, I I like I could see you as being like a Magus robot fighter fan. Now that's pretty classic. That was, and he was before Valiant, right? So he was he was from the older days. Magus robot fighter. No, no, nothing. I liked Bloodshot. I liked Ninjack. Um, I liked Solar. I liked Quantum and Woody. I read a bunch of Valiant Solar, books. Sir. Yeah. Solar. Huh? Yeah, Solar. My, my, my apologies. All right, let's move forward. 
Uh, actually, where are we? We're about 30 minutes in. All right. Just so you guys know, tonight's probably going to be a shortish show. So, um, let's, let's move over to, I'm, uh, I'm currently running on the good graces of the owners of Yamato's yes. in, uh, Lahui, uh-huh. Hawaii, uh, uh, Lahui, Kauai, Hawaii. Yes. Uh, I've just had a lovely lunch. Some of you saw me eating it. We did. And, we heard uh, you eating it too. Yeah. So when in Kauai, you should stop down at Yamato's and have yourself a fine lunch or a fine dinner. All right. I'm putting that out there. I, I feel like we just I feel like we should have gone to break. <laughs> all right. Let's let's quickly I go. Start, I was gonna start going. Yamato's has all the things that you would expect, you know. App access, remote control, pop-up lightsaber. Yeah, no, let's yeah, let's let, let's do but let's do one more story, and then we'll come back with a couple okay. things to close the show out. Uh, the DC uh, the DC film universe. Uh, we got some news about. Uh, we got some uh, photos creeping out of Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, which I guess is the yeah. that's the actual working so, title for the film. Chris Pine. What's up with that? Is in it. Well, so I I suspect much like they did in the comic books at one point in time, they bring in uh, what's his name, Steve Trevor's. Descendant. Descendant? Descendant. It's like his great-grandson or something like that. How does he have descendants? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe he had a, he had I, a child. I think... Well, he doesn't die at the end of Wonder Woman, does he? Yes. Does he die at the end of Wonder Woman? Yes. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. So, well, I mean, how... I was wondering if it was one of those... Wow, he looks so incredibly like him. I, it could sort be. Sort of things. It could be. Who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, in addition to that, of course, we got some news about the Batman writer-director Matt Reeves. Um, he has turned in his Batman. first act of the screenplay, which is going to focus on a younger Dark Knight. So yes, they're talking about the a 20-year you know, crime-fighting that Batman that Ben Affleck played. This is going to be like a year one, potentially, which means Affleck might be out, which is a shock to nobody. No, because he wants out. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, exactly. Our ubiquitous clandestine informant told us that that was more than a likelihood. Right. Um, apparently also there is a slew of Joker related movies coming out. We talked last week, I think about Jared Leto continuing on in a film. Plus we have the Joaquin uh, Phoenix, um, one, I guess that's coming as well. So how, how that all plays out. I don't know. Um, Black Manta? I didn't see the picture. How did it look? So, uh, so in, th- in this week's, uh, in this week's Entertainment Weekly, Aquaman is on the cover, or last week's, I guess now, Aquaman is on the cover, and there's a bit of a featurette on Aquaman inside. You see Aquaman, you see Mira, they look like Aquaman and Mira, um, but here's the thing I'm going to say. I was really concerned about how they were going to bastardize Black Manta. Oh, I'm looking at the pictures now. I found them. He looks great. He looks like yeah, Black Manta. I mean, they didn't Green Goblin him. You know what I mean? They didn't make him a Power Ranger. They didn't make it like they didn't make it like a weird scuba suit. They gave him the big honking Black Manta helmet. Yeah, I mean, he I, almost looks like he almost looks like Black Manta. Yeah, look, I I, I gotta this tell you, man, for this universe, as as from from 
from character design of that particular character, I think they nailed. I think James Wan nailed it. I mean, I, I think I think he looks great. It doesn't make me any more excited about the film, but too bad Aquaman doesn't look like Aquaman. But Mira looks like Mira. <laughs> Black Mana okay. looks like Black Mana. Hey, two out of three isn't bad. Those are, there, there you go. All right. Um, let's see. What do we got? One, two, 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 and some product. All right. I think we're going to take a break then. I know it's a little bit earlier than usual, but news is a what? little slow this week. So This is an outrage. No, and it's not that much of an outrage. We are 33 minutes in. Whoa. And we have some product okay. to talk about and a couple more news stories. So why don't we take our first break with episode 501, live from Yamato's. And... Uh, and we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. oh, wasn't that the outro there, sir, that you just took away from me? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what, you, would you like to redo it? And with that, OG, we will take our first break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, the one we're calling Live from Yamato. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, joy directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. We are back. It's episode uh, 501 of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Wow. First, what happened? I forgot it was 501. Oh. <laughs> really? Already? One week? That's all it took for you to forget that it was 501? That's it. Jeebus. Well, we are calling this one um, episode 501 live from Yamato's because that is where Big Kev is right now. Yes, because I am live from Yamato's. You are. Uh, on the beautiful island of Hawaii, in the city of Lahui, in the state of Hawaii, in the United States of America. That's lovely. All right, so... So Will says there's no sound on me again. I... I don't, I don't know why that's, that's on your, I mean, th there's no way that that could possibly be on my end. So I don't know why it is on your end. I don't understand. This is what happened last week too, because when we went to break and came back, they said there was no sound. I don't, I don't, Weird. Know, I don't know what to say. I'm going to disconnect and reconnect. All right. Well, while you're disconnecting and reconnecting, I am going to quickly uh, talk about build R2D2, build R2D2.com. 
you'd like to check them out. Of course, these are the same friends that brought us um, Build the Millennium Falcon. Um, yes. You can check them out at 877-544-6779 or buildr2d2.com. Of course, there's also a link on our website over at bkgeekstuff.com. Build your own R2-D2. This is an advanced system of model building, but really it's more than an advanced system of model building. It's got lights and sounds and moving parts. It is... Uh, it's an, robotic. It's robotic. It is an epic... OG, don't forget a droid like this probably costs you a few grand. Uh, perhaps more than that. And in this one, you pay a little bit each month, you get a few parts, you put them together, you get your own R2-D2. And he's like one half scale or something. Right? Isn't that what it is? About? Yes. I think it's one half scale. Thereabouts. Yep. So, so there we go. So you're definitely going to want to check this out. Go to the link, of course, on our website. And, uh, and and give it a clicky click or give them a call. Again, that phone number to do so is uh, 877-544-6779. All right. Let's talk about some other things uh, that's going on. Of course, right before we came back from the break, you may have heard. Um, dude, I, there's a lot of background noise over there right now. I'm just letting you know. You might have heard... Um, uh, the Stranger Things theme. Telltale Games is teaming up with Netflix to bring us a Stranger Things game. Of course, if you're not familiar with, um, if you're not familiar with the Telltale Games series, they're kind of like those interactive storytelling type games. So they're the type of games where um, you know it's it's a, you do have to uh, react. There is some timing involved, but mostly you're making. Uh, decisions that will affect how the entirety of the game plays out. So Telltale is going to be doing this with the team uh, behind Stranger Things. That is a perfect, that is a perfect world to right. play in. Um, I absolutely love the Guardians of the Galaxy one. I like the Batman one. Um, I can't decide if I like that format or not. It feels a little bit like Dragon's Lair. It, it is a little bit like Dragon's Lair, but unlike Dragon's Lair, which was impossible at some points in the game, this is not. So this is at some point. I mean, this is so this is a lot less. It's a lot less. You know, you have to be super fast. You know, sometimes you have to be fast. Sometimes you have to be a little bit quick, but it's a lot less. Um, but yeah, so I'm pretty excited for it. I think Stranger Things is the perfect um, outlet to do that with. And uh, we're excited to see where that goes. I don't think we have any sort of release date coming out of Telltale or Netflix for this. But uh, expect it sometime next year, I would suspect. Nice. MTV is developing a live-action Aeon Flux reboot. Um, Uh, So here's here's how I feel about Aeon Flux. Um, I love the original Aeon Flux. I loved it when it was standalone. I loved it when it was part of Liquid Television. Um, I didn't hate the movie. Um, I, I didn't hate the movie, which was the one with Charlize Theron. This is, I, I did not like that movie. Yeah, this, this is going to be a live-action TV series, not another live-action film. So the AM Flux world is a very interesting world. Um, it's definitely 
Uh, it's definitely a world that can be a lot of fun. It's sort of post-apocalyptic, but um, I don't know. How do you feel about a TV series coming out of the folks at MTV? It's so hard to capture the feel of that show, which was, at the time, brilliantly animated. Right. It's really hard, I think, to capture that, and I think that's the problem the film had is it's really hard to capture that live. It just doesn't seem to work. You know, it always seems like it's off in some way. Like, I like Charlie Theron as much as the next red-blooded, straight American man, but, well, of any nationality. Um, But I I just hated that movie. It just didn't feel like Anne Flux to me at all. I mean, they could have named it anything else, Um, uh, and, and it would have... I don't know. So, it probably would have felt better, but it just wasn't Aeon Flux. So here's here's the problem. The the film, Aeon Flux was sort of like an operative with some sort of like governmental rebellion group, right? Whereas in the original series, she was an assassin and she was working with like biohackers. It the, the film the film really dumbed down the story, which was so unique. Yeah. Um, and remember, the original animated series had no talking, right? The very, the very original very had no, uh, oh yeah, or very little, Voice right? Maybe. Um, so it sounds like the TV show is going back to the roots of the original, of the original animated series. That said, MTV is who gave us Aeon Flux to begin with. I have to believe that they have um, an interest and. Perhaps a, a passion, success. yeah, and a passion for a character that they really introduced the world to, and hopefully they right. can play off that success and give us a TV show that um, that really you know lives up to the greatness that was that original animated series. Um, let's talk about another series that's going to the small screen. Um, this is a series I'm very going, excited about this one. I know this is going right to Amazon. Of course you may or may not remember, but last year, Robert Kirkman, the gentleman behind the walking dead, um, struck a Fan deal with a uh, friend of this program, by yes, the way, Robert Kirkman, uh, struck a deal with Amazon to do some creative development with them. And for those of you who don't know Robert Kirkman, for anything but uh, The Walking Dead, you are missing out on probably one of the best, one of the best superhero modern superhero com- comics ever. ever. Uh, the book launched in 2003. Oh, of course, we're talking about Invincible, by the way, I should say that. Yeah, precedes Walking Dead. Right. The book launched in 2003, um, and it wrapped up in February of last year after a 144-issue run. Um, yeah. It was, it was a no holes barred, true, um, grimy—not gritty, but maybe grimy—capes uh, and spandex superhero story. It's harsh. It, it, yeah, it, it pulled no punches. Very harsh. Um, yeah. The thing that I liked about it um, that was different than the powers. And I really liked the powers, by the way. Mike Avon Oming and Brian Michael Bendis oh, yeah. did an amazing job. And that was another sort of gritty superhero book. The thing about powers, though, the powers was gritty and grimy and was noir, right? It felt very dark. 
The illustration was very dark. Invincible had all of those sort of adult, you know, adult in the R-rated sense, storytelling components, but it was bright and shiny. The lead character was blue and yellow and there were reds and greens and it really grabbed you as a colorful superhero book and then quickly smacked you in the face with how dark it could get. So visually, the tone, if you're a comic book reader for years, visually the tone of the book set your mind in one direction. Right. And then you read it and it took you in the complete other direction. Correct. Right. So, you know, uh, even like Watchmen, who you know, you you know exactly the tone of Watchmen just by looking at a panel of Watchmen. If you saw a panel of Invincible, Invincible with no word bubbles, just art, you'd think to yourself, "Oh, maybe maybe my kid would enjoy this." Maybe not. No. <laughs> so so I'm very excited to see that this is going over to Amazon. I'm excited to know that Robert Kirkman is working on it. He had a real passion for the project. Um, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. I like Amazon. I like what they do. Uh, Invincible is my favorite Kirkman property. So, um, so there, there you have it. I'm just, I'm just happy they got it away from uh, Rogan and Goldberg. I know because they're doing a terrible job with Preacher, right? No, but they are hit or miss, sir. Uh, yeah. Okay. They are hit or miss. Green Hornet, sir. Yes. Green Hornet. I understand, but 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 the one prior to the one after Green Hornet, which was the end of the right. world movie, right? Yeah. And then Preacher. I, I'd like okay. to think that maybe Green Hornet was you know everybody gets the shits once in a while, but then hopefully you can run a marathon afterwards. Maybe <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Green Hornet was okay. the shits and everything else has been the marathon because Preacher by the way we got our first look at the next season which introduces the grandmother oh. character and it looks amazing I fucking love that show um, it's so good I'm excited to see that come back as well I, but. I, I still have to catch up on that in American God oh yeah no you need I'm to catch up on that on um, so. alright we are going to we're going to just just a quick one to punch. This is not on the prep sheet, but I thought we would talk about a it very what? quickly. I said a quick one. I know. Uh, HBO announced earlier this week that neither Westworld nor Game of Thrones. We're coming back. We're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Now, oh. last year, Westworld had a huge presence there. Game of Thrones has had a significant presence, you know, since forever. Um, and so it's kind of a big deal. HBO did say that, you know, they love their relationship with San Diego, but they just didn't have anything to really present. Westworld is a, Westworld is, anything. Well, I know Westworld is about to wrap up. There's not going to be anything about season three. It's I, I'm surprised that they're not doing some sort of tease into the final season of Game of Thrones. Although I suspect they all they want to keep it entirely under wraps. Speaking sure. of which, Game of Thrones, I think, is all but done filming. Yeah. Um, last week, I think, it finally wrapped. So um, I believe I heard the same. But, uh, but yeah, so we're going to be getting a lot of news about San Diego. Um, already, exclusives are starting to drop. Panel announcements are starting to drop. Who's getting pulled from panels for allegedly sexually uh, accosting their girlfriend for three years? Uh, 
What? We we knew that? that we knew that guy was a creep back before Nerdist was a was a twinkle in your mother's eye. You didn't hear the Chris Hardwick news last week? No. His his longtime girlfriend and I think they were they, I don't think they were married, but his girlfriend of three years, Chloe Dykstra, who writes for oh, yeah. yeah various outlets and whatnot. Um, yeah, she all I mean she she didn't name him in her article. But she, you know, she accused him of some horrific things. And apparently, Damn. apparently it seems that a bunch of people were like, yeah, we always kind of knew he was a creep. And and I think back to, I think back to um, myself, you, um, and a couple people we were with at the time being at yep. a G4 party at oh, yeah. San Diego Comic-Con in that little tiny bar. Yeah, with a bunch of raging douche canoes, and thinking to ourselves, bunch of phonies. Yeah, thinking to ourselves, none of these people are good people. No. <laughs> so there no. it is. None of these people are good people, or are they legit? Yeah. So in any way, shape, or form. Well, look, I, I like. I think I think Chris Hardwick was a legitimate fan of his fandoms. Sure. The, the guy knew. Everything there was to know about a lot of different pop culture fandoms. I mean, okay. and Nerdist Podcast, he did some great interviews. He knew his shit. But some of the right. people he surrounded himself with and the audience that he was catering to. Eh. But, sir, eh. that party was like being in a room full of Olivia Munn. Yes. No. I Well, that was the G4 party. And, yes, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. All right. We have, one, we have one bit of product that I wanted to talk about before oh. we wrap up. Um, I I recently received um, a piece of product from uh, the the studio is Soap Studios out of Hong Kong. Uh, the artist is B Wing, who is a Hong Kong based artist. And this is for those of you in the Instagram room. Where's the Joker? Well, I don't have the Joker. I have the Green Arrow piece. Uh, obviously, which it's which clearly a Joker, right? Well, Where I I sent you the picture of the Joker last night via text Did message. It? Um, so I ordered the green arrow from big bad toy store. Ah, I believe that entertainment earth and big bad toy store carry this product. Um, you might be able to find some other, uh, websites that we deal with or know that import from Hong Kong. Um, I don't know if tenacious toys carries them or will, or can get them. We might want to reach out to Benny and ask. Hey, Hey, we love Benny over tenacious toys. We do love Benny. Um, but yeah, and he's actually sending us something. Did I tell you that the other day? Well, before you told me that I got the shipping notification, so I, I knew it was I coming. know, but I'm just saying. Um, so the reason I love the green arrow piece, I mean, aside from the Is fact because that because you were a junkie piece. addict to no, green arrow. I, I, I love the fact and, 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 and this is much different than the, um, than the Joker piece stylistically, although maybe not entirely the green arrow piece. Looks like he stepped out of a South Park comic. Yes. He, he, he kind of looks like, what if Butters, Butters <laughs> dressed up as Green Arrow? <laughs> right? And That's I love great. Butters. I love Green Arrow. Clearly, um, they went with the new 52 costume design, which, you know. Uh-huh. But it's a really cute piece. It does feature multiple points of articulation. He comes with an arrow. Or he comes with two arrows and a bow. He comes with this little, this little, little sort of target 
that the arrow right. sticks into. And he also right. comes with an actual cloth hood. So uh, it's a really cute piece. I recommend you check it out if you're into that type of product. Go over mm. to um, – if you go to – I think it's soapstudios.hk. You can see these. But like I said, if you go to Big Bad Toy Store or Entertainment Earth, you can see them as well. Um, they're just did a lot your, of fun. Uh, did your Instagram just drop, sir? Um, I think Instagram may have just dropped. So, yep. um, yeah. <laughs> so that, that might have just happened. I don't, I don't know why that happened. But the good news is uh, that we are right at the end of the show. The wrap-up oh. music is kicking in right about now, and uh, and there we, it is. And we, and we can go into go into all of the the bits that happen at the end of the show. So, of course, I'm going to say, don't forget, you can check us out online. Of course, each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can check us out at Facebook, facebook.com/backslash bkgeekstuff. You can also go over to Patreon dot com backslash bk geek stuff i'm gonna argue patreon the most important one of all the ones that you could check out um because that's the one that is helping us get to new york comic-con and continuing to fund the show and continuing to allow us to bring you additional content vintage content the chat room etc these live broadcasts to people who are in that room so please check out when it doesn't fail when it doesn't fail please check out patreon.com backslash bk geek stuff um, on social media, I am Geek Stuff OG across all the social media platforms. PK is uh, KR Marlowe on. Well, can't the guy who's actually here get the plug first? I wanted to let you go last because you're clearly the most important namesake. Oh, you lie. KR Marlowe on Twitter, K Robert Marlowe on Instagram, and of course, Big Kev. Can you give out his information? I am Big Kev GS on X. Box one and BK geek stuff everywhere else. I think. And uh, of course, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can also do that by giving us a call at 201 730 BKGS. That's 201 730 2547. Leave us a voicemail. We did get a voicemail for this week's show. However, it involved the newest season of Voltron, which just dropped on Netflix last Friday. Um, and it, it does talk about specific episodes. So I didn't want to run it this week. So I think we're going to run that next week. So uh, prepare for that. If you haven't caught up on Voltron, now is a great time to do it. It's a really good watch. Um, and I think with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close the way we end some episodes or this particular episode by saying Aloha. And on that note, we cue the music.